welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's going on, Ricardo? What's up? What's up? Uh, we just got through. Well, uh, Rick said he didn't. He looked at stats. He didn't uh, actually watch the combine. I watched two days of the combine because I find punters entirely unnecessary. To my, I was about to say punters. My development in fantasy football. So I I watched wide receivers. I watched quarterbacks. Hey. I watched tight ends. Yeah. And I watched running backs. I say you did watch the full combine. Um, well, no, because for offense. I didn't. Yeah, for offense, for the offense, skill players. Um, yeah, skill players. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, watching the combine for the running backs, I mean quarterbacks, was really interesting. Um, because you got to the forty yard dashes, and no quarterback ran a forty yard dash. Um, so we had two guys. Not one. Two guys run a forty at the quarterback position. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, and I was like, I was watching it going, this is boring. And then they, they didn't usually like, you know, they filter guys in, but the the quarterback ran his 40, and then the next guy ran his 40, and then it was like a 10-minute wait to, so they could get their energy back to do another one. It's kind of it was right. boring. I'm like, but they need to for- – you know what? I, I, I'm so – I'm going to start sounding like an extremist over here. Like I agree that players don't care anymore. Keep yourselves healthy. But I feel like all players that are invited to the combine have to participate unless they have a medical exemption. I feel like they should, yeah, if they, as long as they can. Like, but I mean, in other sports, I feel like the the top prospects don't do their combines, do they? Like the NBA players go to the NBA combine. No idea. I don't think they do anymore. That's fair. I mean, it's. I, the NFL is trying to make it a spectacle, like uh, if that's the case, they should force. Oh yeah, players yeah. to go as long but, as like, they can. There are players like if you're going to participate, you should have to participate in all drills. Like there are some players who choose not to run the forty and choose not to do any of the other things and just throw, which is what most of the quarterbacks at the combine did. They chose not to do any other the other physical like they just play catch measure, but yeah, they just play catch. So like. A, but if you show up, you should have to do the 40. You should have to do the shuttle. You should have to do everything. And um, they don't have to do that anymore. So it is what it is. I just like to have the information at hand so I can give you guys a good advice instead of the fake pro day numbers. Can't wait for that. Mac Jones ran a 4.8 flat at his pro day. I bet they have the ESPN guy doing that one. Yeah. <laughs> or the NFL Network guy. Yeah, Christian whoever it was. 4.26. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we did watch that. Hopefully you enjoyed the combine week. I can't believe the NFL draft is just over a month and a half away. Um, it should be interesting. And we're going to provide you a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, dynasty-related rookie draft. Draft rookie and free rating. agency stuff coming up, right? Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. So the Free um, agency stuff already started. There's a couple of news today. Some players. Who got tagged? Uh, Chris Godwin is expected to be franchise tagged by the Buccaneers. Bucks, dude. They're uh, David and Joku for the Browns was tagged. Um, they might end up cutting Austin Hooper and let Njoku be like the guy for tight ends. 
Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is expected to re-sign with the Rams. Oh, God. How fun. <laughs> and um, that was about They're it. really trying to run it back. Fantasy purposes. I have a, I have a feeling that... Um, they are trying to run it back. They're going to go like... They're going to go like 10 and 7 and lose in the first round. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then the Bucks. Oh, my God. I, I Bruce is an idiot, okay? And the Bucks are stupid. And I understand you want to keep talented players, but you're done. Tom Brady was you. That's it. Yeah, you're done. You're toast. Who's going to play for the Bucks? Um, Jameis the Famous, if he gets a cheap contract. I don't know. Rookie, Cal Trask. Because uh, I have a question. Okay, okay. You're you're a quarterback. Are you going to the Bucks? Or are you going to the football team or the Steelers? Steelers the is probably when... the Commanders. Not yeah, the football Steelers. Team. Steelers is number one. I the Bucks are better than the Commanders, but like they're old. They're yeah. really old. Yeah, you'd be left with nothing. Offense, so, defense. I don't know what the Bucks are doing. Kind of Coaching sucks to staff. see Chris Godwin stuck in hell for a year. Because what are they going to do? I hope they get a quarterback. I hope they. I'm so glad I don't have Chris Godwin in any dynasty league. I know it's so gross, but anyway. Um, so we do have today top ten wide receivers, some wide receiver rankings for 2022. Uh, so it should be interesting. We're going to give you part one today, So, uh, which is the top five guys. We're going to do it based on the ECR this time because we're, you know, last time we didn't. Uh, and we'll try to get them, we'll try to get through them more expeditiously, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but before we do that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those platforms. Listen, uh, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. We always appreciate a good love or hate comment because um, they're always helpful to the show. So anyway. True. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about our top five our top oh, five wide receivers. Yes. Yeah, there was also receivers. one more fantasy relevant guy. Oh, okay. not official. Go ahead. But um, Mike Williams might be tagged by the Chargers. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I, I, I'm like, if I'm the Bucks, okay. You're selling, right? You would think. You're not buying in. Well, so. Because now only, next only year one, your cap yeah. your cap tag doubles for Chris Godwin. You can't tag him again. No. Well, didn't they tag him last year? No. He's still on his rookie deal. I'm like, I'm looking this up. Um, it's you know what the the reason they're going all in again mm -hmm. or attempting to. Um, enlighten me. Because that division. Oh, yeah. You know what? That makes sense. That division is horrible. I, I think, like, Carolina's got some traits. They could, if they had a quarterback, they could be really good. Because they got a good defense. But then Gilmore's yeah. gone, and they, hadn't, they didn't resign him. Um, That's true. But I believe Chris Godwin was tagged last year too. 
because he was on a one-year $16 million deal. So sure? either he signed that or um, he got franchise tagged. Oh, hold on. What year is Chris Godwin in the NFL? Fourth? Yeah. Rookie contract. No. Yeah, 2020, March, March 18th, 2021. Okay, so that 20... 20- Chris Godwin has signed the franchise t- tender, franchise tag tender he received last week, looking for him in the box series, blah, 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 blah. Okay, is that, so he was franchise tag last year. Yes. God, the so this is the second straight year he's been franchise tag. That poor guy. Well, anyway, Chris Godwin's not in our top 10. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not in our top 10. Once I get Brady uh, back, then maybe. We are going to base this, like I said, on the ECR. So we're going to we're gonna tell you who the ECR has, number one, and then tell you where we have them ranked. And then uh, at the end of the show, we'll go through each of our individual um, rankings uh, more on a ma- uh, whoosh, yeah, macro level. Um, and then we'll go from there. Sound good? That sounds good. All right. So let's jump in uh, without further ado. Uh, we might get some more NFL news as time goes along because uh, a lot of the, uh, I, don't, I don't think we transitioned to the new league year, but a lot of things are starting to open up again. So um, we are going to start getting some news on franchise tags, releases, stuff like that. Um, Pat's cut Kyle Van Noy. Anybody out there want another $5 million <laughs> linebacker? Go ahead. Yeah, they can take him. <laughs> you can take him. Uh, but anyway, so let's start off with the first guy. And right now, the ECR has expert consensus rankings, by the way. If you were listening for the first time, you don't know what that means. Um, the expert consensus rankings have Cooper Cup as the 2022 wide receiver one in fantasy football. Um, I have Cooper Cup number four. Oof. Rick has Cooper Cup number one. So this is a big, very variance. Uh, I want to hear from you, Rick, why you have him 101, or not 101, but number one wide receiver in your rankings. And then I'll explain why I think I have him four. Yeah, I mean, as of today, after the season that Cooper Cup just had, I think it's hard. I mean, you ranked him outside the top three. I was just going to say, I think it's really hard to rank him outside the top three. I mean, he outscored yeah. the next best receiver by like seventy fantasy points. Um, it was really insane. It was, and this is half PPR. If I go to PPR, I bet it's even even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he almost had a hundred points on the wide receiver two, and he had a hundred points on the wide receiver three. That's how much better he was than everybody else. And again, I don't think he's going to have the same year. He's definitely going to. Um, go down in production. It's just impossible to repeat the year that he had. Right. Um, but he's still at Matt Stafford. He's still in the Rams offense. The Rams offense is probably going, going to not change at all mm-hmm. from what it looks like. Um, and he's still going to be the, the focal point of that offense big time. Uh, and will he finish the wide receiver one? Yeah. I don't know. Right. I'd probably would bet no. Um, but as of yeah, today, yeah, I'm going to rank him very better. poorly timed. Yeah. As, as of today, though, it's just one? hard. Yeah. <laughs> hard to rank anybody else there for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously all those are valid points. Um, I have some more concerns and maybe part, this is part of partially for me, this is a uh, more 
related to maybe liking some other guys better next year than Cooper Cup. But there's a few things for me that that I'm concerned about with Cooper Cup. Obviously, he keeps everybody around, so that's good. Um, But I think sometimes a player just gets so hot and they get mm-hmm. they they get so in the zone that it's just hard to pull them out of that. And I think that was this year for Cooper Cup. In years past, he has been you know very very good. In 2019, he was the wide receiver 7 in points per game. Um in 2018, he was the wide receiver 15 in points per game. This is in PPR. Um and so he had a lot of success in the past and there were some years where he wasn't very good in 2020 and 2017 he was 28th and 30th in points per game um in ppr so and then this year obviously 25.9 points per game i have a couple of different concerns a um even though this is only going to be his sixth year in the nfl uh he is going to be 29 years old when he enters this year um, and so that's not necessarily going to kill him, obviously. I think Hopkins is, what, 31? Or yeah, something like that. So I, I don't think the age is going to hurt him, but he is a little bit on the older side. Um, this is I, – I believe he had a major injury in 2018 because he only played eight games. But this is his third straight season this past year where he has had uh, basically zero injuries um, for the most part. The previous years, 2019 played all of his games. 2020 he played in 15 out of 16. So he's been relatively healthy for a couple years. Um, I don't think that's going to change. But the reason why I have him a little bit lower is that in the years past where he's had success, right? He's had five, six, three touchdowns. And those three were the years where he was 15, 28th, and 30th in points per game. The two years where he was top 10. He had 10 touchdowns and 16 touchdowns. This year, he had those 16 touchdowns. I'm of the mind that there's a really strong likelihood that Cooper Cup does not repeat the 16 touchdown total. And if that is the case and he scores 10 touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, I think he drops out of that top, you know, two or three in this category. Um, And so for me, the way that I look at it is that, yeah, I think he's going to get 190 targets, 180 to 190 targets again. I think there's a good shot that he gets somewhere around 1,700 yards, but there's so much room for him to start pulling back some of these numbers and not performing at this, you know, like obviously 1,900 yards and 16 touchdowns is ridiculous. So, like... It's hard to right. do this for me. Like it really is. Like he, like Rick said, like it's not. I don't judge you for ranking him one or drafting him as the first wide receiver off the board. I really don't. I just think it, there's going to be some some pretty large amounts of regression um, for Cooper Cup going into next year, and he's still going to be a fantastic wide receiver. I think he's still going to be top 10, but I don't think he's going to end up being the number one or the number two guy. I think there's a lot of really good wide receivers ascending into the top level of uh, the wide receiver rankings. And I would rather have some of those guys than Cooper cup, but 
the target share is hard to argue with. Like I'm always a target share guy, like to have a lot of targets, and that is something that Cooper Cup does have. The question is, do things change with there's rumors floating around that that Odell is going to resign with the the Rams. Um Bob Woods is going to be back. So right. with with all and Van Jefferson's still there. So with all of these weapons, does Cooper Cup continue to hit 190 targets or did he hit 190 targets because Robert Woods got hurt? Van Jefferson is not, I mean, he's a good receiver, but he's not a guy that you're going to target seven, eight times a game. And Odell came in halfway through the season was kind of off and on anyway, kind of learning the, the system. And it's like with all of these guys back next year and healthy, is Cooper cup going to get the same 191 targets that he got? And I think no, that yeah. if he drops to say 160, he still gets a hundred, probably 120, 110, 120 receptions, but there is going to be a, Massive regression in the receiving yards and the receiving touchdowns category, which put him as the wide receiver one. So that is why I kind of have him. I'm, I'm kind of trying to look forward a little bit instead of play last year where I'm like, right. oh, Cooper Cup was really, really good last year. And, you know, I'm just looking at it from the perspective of some of the future elements that we're going to have in this situation. Now, I could be dead wrong and he could be wide receiver one, two straight years. But um, the last time he was he was a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football in 2019. He followed it up by being uh, the wide receiver 30 the next year in points. He also so. though did have Jared Goff as his quarterback. That's I fair, think that's but he also had Jared Goff in the top 10 season too. So, Right. But that kind of shows like what he's capable of. Yeah. That even with Jared Goff, he was able to finish in, in the top 10 as wide receiver seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see how many, because if you took away six touchdowns last year, had still thirty six fantasy points. He's still a, he would with ten, if he had ten touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. he'd still be the wide receiver one by like fifty fantasy points. Yeah. Um. Now I'm sure he wouldn't have nineteen hundred yards again. Yeah. And maybe not one hundred and forty catches. So you take that down. He that still puts him at like wide receiver three. <laughs> like yeah so that, i mean this I mean, is and this is what i'm talking about wide receiver four or three i mean there's still room for me to even move him like i said there's room for me to move him up mm-hmm. <laughs> if i need to because there's three spots but like i said if what i said happens where he maybe doesn't get 190 targets and he gets like 160 there's a good shot that like i said those receptions are going to drop his yardage totals by 20 fantasy points the touchdowns drop by like you know 30 fantasy points and he's somewhere between 50 to 70 fantasy point drop, and he's still top three. You know what I mean? But um, it ends up being a much different scenario because you drafted the number three wide receiver in fantasy football um, or number four wide receiver in fantasy football as the 101 probably at pick seven. Yeah. And so for me, it's more of like a maybe partially an overcompensation to be like, okay, I like Cooper Cup, but unless he falls to this certain zone for me, I'm not comfortable with taking him that high. I gave him real regression. So I gave him 30 less catches. Okay. So 110 catches, um, 1,500 receiving yards. So that's about 400 less receiving yards and uh, 10 touchdowns. So six less touchdowns. Yep. And then I added how many rushing yards does he get a year? Let me see if he gets any. I don't think he gets I think any. he does. It's not a huge amount, but hold on, hold on. Uh, if I can find it. 
Well, let's go off his fantasy point per target. What was it? Okay. How many tar- How many targets did you say he was going to get? Okay, so I got the rushing though. So he would be about two points off of Justin Jefferson for wide receiver three if the thing that you said happens. So he'd be wide receiver four. He would be by two points. Yeah. So that's that's why I have him in that spot. There can be changes. Um, obviously, as the offseason goes along, say Odell doesn't come back, then I think that target yeah. share could stay there, um, and I could rank him in a different spot. But this is a hot take. I just don't want to go with – like th- right probably... now on the ECR, it says the worst ranking for him is two. <laughs> Not yeah, until I post my rankings, Fantasy Pros. I'll tell um, you. I will say I don't think he's going to finish what I see one again. Okay. I think he's going to probably finish yeah. like wide receiver three. Very so okay. I'm kind of with you. I just don't think I can rank him not number one right now. Yeah. And and maybe I'm a little crazy for doing, uh, putting him where I put him. Uh, just, I like the three guys that I ranked ahead of him more. So it's fair. And I, I, there has been some internal battling for me with, with <laughs> whether or not I should put Adams ahead of Cooper cup or in the spot that I have him, but um, I'm making some strong assumptions. So anyway, any more thoughts on Cooper Cup? No, we can move on. All right, number two, we have Justin Jefferson. Uh, He's ECR number two. I have him number one. Rick has him number three. Rick, why do you have Justin Jefferson number three? This is so weird. This is my guy, yet you have him higher as the wide receiver one. one. Um, I just think, you know, in that Vikings offense, uh, it's hard for him for me to just make him the number one guy. I mean, he had a great year this year, and this is the type of receiver I think he's going to be year in, year out. Um, now, Adam Thaley didn't play a lot this year, and you could say that he's old, he's out of the picture. But if that's the case, then they're probably going to add another receiver. Um, so if Jefferson played a lot of this year without. Jack Doyle uh-oh. retired from the NFL. Who? Jack Doyle, the tight end. Are you kidding me? You do breaking news for that. <laughs> I just checked my phone. Like if someone big just got traded or something like that. And you're like, Jack you start sweating. You're like, what's going on? Oh my Jack gosh. Doyle retired. <laughs> um, Goodbye, Jack Doyle. It was fun. Jack Doyle. Yeah, you blow. <laughs> it's like you blow. <laughs> I don't even know why I um, got an alert for that. Anyway, continue. Yeah, but, but Jefferson, um, how do you, yeah, 1,600 yards, 10 touchdowns, 108 catches. I feel like that's kind of what he's going to be. You know, maybe he gets a year where he yeah. gets 16 receiving touchdowns like Cooper Cobb, but that would require Kirk Cousins to throw like 40 passing touchdowns. And uh, don't I don't really Kirk. see that happening. What's, what'd you say? Don't don't make fun of Kirk. Oh, I will. Um, not that Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins is bad, even though I love to hate him. Uh, but I just don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Jefferson, though. His floor is extremely high with you own him in dynasty it's a great he's going to be top three top four um but what he did this year he was what wide receiver four in fantasy i feel like that's kind Mm of his spot um i'm gonna move him up one because i think he just continues to improve as a player it's his third year in the league yeah all that stuff but i just don't see where like he can get that jump to the next level yeah to be from like the wide receiver three four five range to the wide receiver one yeah and that's fair um, because he did have a lot of targets last year, 167. Right. Um, but there's a lot of like different variables with him. Like 
He has about 300-plus unrealized air yards. Give him Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, give him Mahomes. Um, and he only had uh, 10 receiving touchdowns next year. Now, last year. Now, he's uh, wide receiver four in points per game with 19 in PPR. Mm. Um, he's he's very, very good. And, and the interesting thing for him is that he's around two fantasy points per target, which is similar to... Uh, Cooper Cup, who had 2.3 this year. What we have to see from him is he's got to turn those 160 targets into something more than 108 catches. Is that correct? He had 108. Um, yeah. He's got to turn it into something more than 108 catches because even if you add 10 to 15 catches to that total that he had this year on his 15 yards per reception, that's 150 yards. Um, And that might move him into like the top two, I believe. So right. anyway, the big thing for me with Justin Jefferson and the reason why I like him moving into next year is because the offensive coordinator from the team that had the wide receiver one this year, Kevin O'Connell from the Los Angeles Rams mm. is now the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and I, when I look at this, like I think Stafford is a better quarterback than Kirk cousins. I'll say that statistically they're the same. Um, and so not this past year, but just they. Cousins doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. His touchdown to interception ratio is very good. I will give you that. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me just play. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Like I said, I'm not saying this past season. I'm saying like in the past, Kirk Cousins has had seasons where he can hit, you know, 30 plus touchdowns and, you know. Yeah, he did that this year. Right. He, I mean, he can throw 30 touchdowns. Stafford threw 40 and almost threw 5,000 yards this year. Yeah. I mean, and Stafford threw, in previous years was playing yeah, Kirk for the Cousins Detroit threw Lions. 35 in 16 games last year. How many yards? 4,200. So it's like 700 receive. I mean, 700 passing yards lower. 600 passing yards lower. Yeah, and I mean, and I think I don't... Six touchdowns. Like, I mean, it's not like a gap. 16, There's not a huge gap. Justin Jefferson I'll give you that. 1,600, like... Receiving yards, so it's not like like that's right, like, right. we're not no, looking no. at that going. Oh my god, he, he sucked. But like I said, there's not a huge gap. But I do. I mean, Stafford is the better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. Did I not say that? <laughs> you said statistically they're the same. Statistically, uh, kind when of. Stafford was on the Lions, yes, Cousins was actually better statistically the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this year that Stafford's on a real team, no. right? So either way, I think not that I'm saying that he's going to throw 40 touchdowns or whatever, but I think the similar offensive system that you're getting from um, LA. LA is it could translate into Justin Jefferson getting a lot more work, which would then in turn mean that, you know, he can improve upon the wide receiver four. Um, right. I will say I'm trying to go into last year's numbers if I can find the stupid tab that I had open for that um, for wide receivers. Uh, if you look at the wide receiver position in half PPR, uh, Justin Jefferson was wide receiver five with 256 fantasy points in 2020. If we go back to that season um, through 17 weeks, 256 fantasy points is the wide receiver four. Um, so it's not too much variation there, but in usually the wide receiver one scores around 300 fantasy points somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, it just Cooper Cup had one of the best seasons of all time 
at the wide receiver position uh, for fantasy football, 343 fantasy points. So to me, realistically, if if Cooper Cup does come back down to earth, I don't think anyone's doing what Cooper Cup did last year for fantasy point totals and half PPR. So that's why I'm like, Justin Jefferson 100% can leap into that conversation of having 300 plus um 300 plus what is it 300 recording in progress what our zoom, the hell happened our our zoom just crashed you're still there rick right yes okay all right good um <laughs> so uh that he could jump into that 300 plus fantasy point range um i 100 believe that um so we'll have to see where things go with Justin Jefferson, but I think some of the changes this offseason, you know, with the head coach and some of that stuff can can lead him into wide receiver one. And I think like what he's doing this only in his second year in the NFL. So it's like I do think that there's some room for improvement here specifically pertaining to Justin Jefferson. So that's why I have him wide receiver one. That makes sense. Um I hope that's what happens. I own him in a lot of dynasty leagues. So uh, <laughs> I gladly take him being the wide receiver one this year, but yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Know, I I just can't quite rank him ahead of the two guys that I have over. Okay, that's fair. Um, the third guy that we have on this list is Devontae Adams. I have him too. Rick has him too. Uh, this is, I mean, uh, me and Rick agree, so there's really no differentiation here. I think the um, I'm yep. curious to see Rick where the reason why you have him too, as opposed to where Fantasy Pros has him and most people have him, which is three or four. Um, I personally, at this point, like I'm going to assume that right now it looks like externally for the Packers is they're going to get the band back together, um, and that Rodgers is going to stay. That. Adams will most likely stay with him um, and the Packers will run it back with those two guys. If that's the case, there's nothing to me that suggests that Devontae Adams can't be a top three wide receiver. And that is why I have him in that spot. Um, I just like him. And like I said, I've kind of had a a little bit of a battle. Like I've been flipping him back and forth between, you know, three and four with Cooper cup at three um, and chase ahead. So it's like these these four guys have been moving around a lot in my mind, and they're probably going to move around a lot before the season starts. But anyway, Adams just two for right now because I think there's like he has proven and shown in the past that he can do that, and with the same system and the quarterback, and nothing really changing in Green Bay if they end up staying there, then Adams is definitely a top three wide receiver, and I think he should be in that conversation. Yeah, that's kind of how I view it. Um... I think as of right now, as of today, Rodgers is still in the Packers. Devontae Adams is still in the Packers. And there's conflicting reports about what's going to happen, but um, there is a push for him staying in, like you said, bringing the Bing back together. And as long as that happens, he's wide receiver two to me. Um, and you could even make the argument he's wide receiver one. Uh, he's in that conversation. He's one or two. And I don't think he's lower than two. Yeah. So... Um, He's there for me right now. Obviously, this is a guy who could evolve during the offseason. Yeah. And uh, his position could change. Mm-hmm. But um, that's where I have him right now. But yeah, obviously, if Rodgers goes somewhere and yeah, he goes Adams gets franchise tagged or something, then yeah. he's 
not even in the top five probably. But yes, we'll see. yeah. I mean, I, and I think he like I don't know what the rumors are pertaining to Devonte Adams being franchise tagged. Um, I don't know if that's something that is like the intend on doing. I think it's going to pertain to whether Roger stays or not. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see where that goes. Obviously, there's some questions surrounding it. I think that's why he's three. I would assume that a lot of the other uh, rankers on Fantasy Pros would move Adams up to probably yeah. like two if everything kind of stays the same. But I think, you know, obviously we know what Adams is, so there's nothing really more to say there. It's just, you know, does does do the things. It's more situational for him. Do things stay the same for him? Uh, you know, if he ends up leaving, where does he end? You know, where does he land? Um, is that landing spot going to be good for his fantasy success? Um, all things that are going to be determined in the offseason. But, yeah, so that's why we got Adams, too. Yep. Uh, moving on to the number four guy, which is Jamar Chase. And this is the big four. These are the four guys that everyone is ranking in the top four. Um, I have Jamar Chase three. Rick has Jamar Chase four. Um, I think it's clear the reason why Rick has Jamar Chase four is just because I have Cooper Cup. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one. difference. That's, that's literally the only difference. But um, Chase just had, and this is this shouldn't be a hot take, and I'm going to say it, and if people think it's a hot take, you're stupid. So, oh. <laughs> Jamar Chase Reverse psychology. is the most talented and – Best wide receiver in the NFL. He is the most talented and best. Yes, to me. So, yeah. based on the, what he did in his rookie season, that's enough for me to be like, okay, like this guy hasn't even improved yet. He hasn't even gotten used to the NFL. He's still got a binky in his mouth, and he's right. He 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 literally finishes what the wide receiver four this year. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, that actually is insane. And I'm like, this is this is not even the best that we've seen. I I think from Joe Burrow yet, or from Jamar Chase. Yeah, I agree with that. And I agree and with that. like this is like Rick, Rick was talking about Justin Jefferson. Like you know maybe he's kind of hit a ceiling here with the quarterback he's got. We even if that is true for Justin Jefferson, that is not true for Jamar Chase. No. There is there they have not hit an offensive ceiling there. Uh, w- imagine the Bengals with an offensive line. <laughs> Just make that small improvement. <laughs> they might go. Uh, they might win fourteen games. I mean, 14, games. you look at that last play in the Super Bowl as an example. I mean, not only did this kid have a one-handed catch in, in, in a Super Bowl, like it wasn't it wasn't Odell Beckham on a Monday oh, yeah. night football game against the Jets, one hand catching it. This is like a one hand catch in the freaking Super Bowl. And uh but he had the last play of the game because the offensive line sucked. Joe Burrow didn't have any time to throw the ball, but Jalen Ramsey was on his face, planted on the ground with Jamar Chase with his hand in the air, wide open down the field. Had you given him two more seconds, game, game, set match over. Unless Joe Burrow misses it, which highly unlikely. Um, yep. So, but for me, long story short, uh, 
Jamar Chase, to me, has a lot of room for improvement. He had 260 fantasy points in his rookie year, missed one game. Um, hold on a second. That's wrong. I didn't. You did didn't, have a 50-point game. You've, you've used that against people in the past. That, that is true. I didn't use it against Kamara, his six touchdowns or whatever it was. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Jamar Chase has a significant amount of room to grow, and I think he mm-hmm. is only going to get better. And I think Joe Burrow is going to get better. That is personally why I have him three at this point. And honestly, I wouldn't judge people if they rank him higher. In Fantasy Pros, it says the best ranking for Jamar Chase is two right now. So I would not like... I would not judge anyone for doing anything different, but I do think that Jamar Chase, with a, with one season under his belt, going into his second year, like I don't even think we've seen the ceiling for Jamar Chase yet, and uh, whatever that ceiling looks like is going to be pretty dang scary because what he did this year was already ridiculously good. So, right, we'll see where it goes, but that's why I have him for. I'm going to be I'm going to be trying to tag Jamar Chase in as many leagues as I can can get him. <laughs> Yeah, I got him in my my big money league, so he's like I ain't complaining. Um, dude, my wide receiver one and two in that league is uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So I'm pretty Screw right you. in that league. Sorry, my QB two is Zach Wilson. So let's <laughs> let's not <laughs> let's not. Um, so I get overhyped about that team, but yeah, I uh, I I pretty much agree with everything you said on Chase. Like, mm. you know how I feel about him too. I He's a stud. The only reason I have him at four is the Cooper Cup thing, um, but he—it's the same order for me um, as you in terms of the guys other than Cooper Cup. Um, I do think Chase is the most talented wide receiver. I won't go as far to say the best, just because he's a rookie, and like you said, he—I think he can still get better, but he is the most talented in my opinion. I mean, you—if you look at his like advanced analytics and combine stats, mm-hmm. like it's. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the only negative you could say is like there's a lot of mouths to feed. But like T. Higgins is going to be a beast, mm-hmm. and he is a beast. Um, Tyler Boyd's a great slot guy. Joe yeah. Mixon out of the backfield. CJ Mzama gets targets. But Chase only had 128 targets as a rookie. Like, even with all those mouths to feed, if the Bengals throw the ball, just as much as people think they might, and they have like the times. best offenses in the league. Yeah. Targets. I mean, I could see him getting 150 targets, and if that happens, like he might be the wide receiver one. Yeah, and he was only, with 260 fantasy points, he was, uh, well, that was with 17 games played, not 18. But with 276 fantasy points, he was only like 90 points off Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup had a transitional season. So, like a ridiculous season. Um, and so, like I said, that 300 to 310, you know, around that total is usually what you get out of your wide receiver one wide receiver two. And, uh, Jamar chase was only 35 points off that. And so like, when I look at Jamar chase, like if he improves and he gets better, he can definitely hit 300 fantasy points next year. And, um, if everything comes down to earth a little bit at the wide receiver position, um, like I think it would. Uh, Jamar Chase can definitely be even the wide receiver one in fantasy football, but having him top three is 100%. Like that's a, to me, a surefire bet. Like I'll take that all day, but anyway, let's move on to the next guy. 
and the final guy, which is Tyreek Hill, and we both have him ranked five, not different than the um, ECR and not different mm. on each other. So the, I think the big thing for Tyreek Hill is just he's consistent and we know what he is at this point. And I don't think that Tyreek, like he can be a wide receiver one overall um, if things play out the right way. But I do yep. think that, um, like, if, if there are situations where, you know, like Travis Kelsey gets hurt, for example, and he misses, like, five weeks, uh, you can shut down Travis Kel. I mean, um, Tyreek Hill. Like, it's possible. Right. And I think that if one of these guys leaves, the other one starts hurting. Um, but I think Tyreek Hill hurts the most when the other guy's not there. So... Um, not that I'm predicting that will happen, but there is some variables with Tyreek Hill that kind of change things, and uh, people are starting to figure out as much as you can figure out the um, Chiefs' offense, and the Chiefs' offense is slowing down a little bit, not in terms of production, but in terms of how fast they run the offense and how much opportunity is getting dispersed. And so for a guy like Hill, there is a chance that he could be wide receiver one, um, but I like guys like Cup and Chase and Adams and Jefferson over him um, because I think that there's opportunity there. Now, he is a Chiefs wide receiver, and he's a part of the Chiefs system, so he deserves to be in the top five. Um, if you're a very good wide receiver and you're with Patrick Mahomes, you definitely should be in the top five. So that is where Tyreek Hill is at this point. But I don't, I do like those four guys ahead of him at this point. Yeah, I mean... He's, as you said, he's the Chiefs receiver. He's Tyreek Hill. He's going to get points. This year, though, he only had 14 points per game in half PPR, yeah. 241. He was 20 points behind Jamar Chase. I feel like he's the clear five on this list. Yeah. And depending on what happens this offseason, he might be number six for me, which is still, he's still Tyreek Hill, obviously. Right. And he's still a great player. He's a great wide receiver one to have. But mm. I don't see him being as that wide receiver one like he once was with some of the guys on this list. Yeah, I agree. And at this um, point in his career, when he's a very yeah. like speed, um, reliant player, I mean, he's obviously a great, he's developed into a great route runner and all those things. And he's got fantastic hands. It's rare to see Tyreek Hill drop a pass. Yeah. Um, but he is 28 years old, um, which for receivers is mostly their prime. But mm -hmm. in terms of just pure speed, you kind of see that go down just ever so slightly. It's starting at this point. So, um, yeah. And I don't know. I'm not not saying Terry Kill's going to regress or anything like that. Like I still have him wide receiver five, but that's just my reasoning why he's not it's, higher. It's interesting too that the more he gets targeted, and this is what I'm talking about with the change in the Chiefs, the way the Chiefs operate. They also want to add a receiver. Yeah, they definitely want to add a receiver, but the way the Chiefs off operate has changed from the first year Mahomes played, which was 2018. In 2018, yep. Tyreek Hill had 17 yards per reception. 2019, 14.8 yards per reception. 2020, 14.7 yards per reception, right? Those three years, he had between 14 and 17 yards per reception. This year, 11.2. It's gone, almost gone down every year. Yeah, it's, it's gone down every year. And this year was a three and a half point difference or a two and a half point difference or something like that. So yeah. when you look at that, but there's also been an increase in other areas. 2018, 137 targets. 2019, only played 12 games. We had 88 targets. 2020, he had 135 targets. This year, 159 targets. 
And the funny thing is, is that in years past, I'm not counting 2019 because he uh, he only had 12 games played. He was the wide receiver seven in 2017, wide receiver four in 2018, wide receiver two in 2020. And this past year, he was wide receiver six. So getting more targets didn't elevate Tyreek Hill the way that you would think they would. Like if you told me at the start of the season, oh, Tyreek Hill has 159 targets in a season, I've been like wide receiver one, settle it up. Yep. But uh, he wasn't that, and I think it's because of the way the Chiefs' offense is operating is changing, and I think you're going to see more of this 11, 12 point, uh, yards, uh, 11 or 12 yards per reception uh, more often with Tyreek Hill than than you had in the past. And he's also getting older. He's going to be he's going to be around the age of 28. Yeah, I think he's 28 when the season starts. So for for Tyreek Hill. Not saying it's a, it's over or we're coming to the end of it. No, no, but no. Um, he is definitely they can stop him vertically now. So you have to figure out what you got to do. And if the if the Chiefs do add somebody like Rick said, like an Allen Robinson or somebody like that, he's going to come in and take some of those targets away from Tyreek Hill. It's, um, and it's, it's going to be somewhere around I would say probably back to that one thirty range. And if he's at one hundred and thirty targets with 11 yards per reception maybe they open it up a little bit more and he gets that i was gonna say that might open it up. up yeah and and that that's what it goes back to then i think hill can be good but it, the, the range of outcomes is one to five for me with tyreek hill so that's and he's definitely like rick said he's the clear fifth guy yeah exactly so anyway top five for me justin jefferson Devontae adams jamar chase cooper cup tyreek hill what do you got, Rick? My top five. I don't have the notes up. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Tyreek Hill. Okay, there you go. There are our, our top five rankings for the wide receiver position. Thursday, we're going to give you part two of this where we're going to go through six through ten. So be sure to check that out. Been an interesting show. We'll talk to you later, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.